He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. This is my favorite day, more than Christmas. Uh, partly because it's not been hijacked a great deal by culture. I know we have chocolate eggs and all that, Barney. But, you know, Resurrection Sunday is really still our festival, isn't it? Um, my name is Chris. I'm the vicar here. Good morning if you're visiting. It's lovely to have you with us. Um, Becky and I this week have been uh, at Spring Harvest. I know some of you have been praying for us. We have had a phenomenal time. We had an amazing steward in Reese. Um, we just want to say to you, we had such a good time at Spring Harvest this year. It was like the best ever. We would love to say, would you just pencil out the week after Easter and come and join us next year? Think about joining us. Uh, because we had such a good time. Now, there is a problem with joining us, as in um, it's already 50% sold out. As we left the site, it was so good. So we're going to have to get ourselves into action if we're going to go. But if anybody would help kind of coordinate going, that would be absolutely brilliant. If somebody wants to kind of help us organize that, that would be fantastic. Anyway, shall we pray? And we're going to talk about resurrection. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are risen, that your son is alive Lord, we thank you that the same spirit that raised him from the dead is available to us today. And Lord, as we think about resurrection, we think about Jesus and what that means for us. Lord, would you be with us this morning? Amen. Isaac, can I borrow you? This is Isaac. Isaac is a magnet. Come on. A magnet not for girls. But for dirt. Um, I don't know how many times Becky and I, in the uh, 12 years that Isaac has existed on planet Earth, I don't know how many times we've said to him, Isaac, please stay clean. Please. There was one particular occasion we went uh, to visit my mum and dad, and we'd bought Isaac a whole new white, you know, set of clothes, new shirt, new jacket, new jeans. He even had new trainers on. We went into this uh, beautiful kind of um, Victorian house to look around, and it was, a, it was January, so it was a little bit muddy. We said to Isaac, I don't know how many times, please don't go near the mud, please don't go near the mud, please don't go near the mud. What ended up happening, Isaac? I went in the mud. He slipped, slipped in the mud. It was so bad, we couldn't go out for dinner as he was. So we ended up having to go to the supermarket to buy him a whole new set of clothing. And it's not just once or twice, we're talking about consistently. Uh, Isaac just, this is... Now, obviously, that's, that, 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 that is makeup, but that just gives you an idea. He would be, a, he'd be an incredible chimney sweep. He would come home just absolutely black and white. And um, this was at the seaside. Isaac, don't go near the water. We've got no way of drying you. Isaac, don't go near the water. There's no way of drying you, Isaac. We've no towels. Isaac, don't go near the water. Isaac, what did you do? Went in the water. Isaac is a magnet for mud. Isaac, thank you very much. You can sit down. When I was, when I was about 18 years old, I, I was in a camp. We were camping, and the place we were camping was in the field where there'd been cows. And there was cow dung and waste all in the field. And we had this job where one of us would go and use a shovel and flip it over. So if anybody stepped in it, uh, they'd end up stepping in mud, not in the poo, because it was flipped. It was called, pow, uh, we called it cow, uh, cow poo tipping, cow pat flipping. There we go. So we're doing this, and one particular night, I'm walking to my tent, and I ended up slipping in this cow poo that we'd missed. And as I slipped, it went all the way up the back of my trouser, all up my back, and all up my hair. Friends, sometimes some things just need to be dealt with. You cannot get in bed covered in cow pat. 
You can try, it's just going to stink and nobody's going to want to share the tent with you. Sometimes there are some things that just need dealing with. And that's what we're talking about today. A God who looks at us and says, I love you beyond what you've done, whatever you've said, wherever you've been. It doesn't matter what dirt you've got smeared up your back in and all in your hair. I love you so much, we're going to deal with it. And we can try to avoid getting in the shower and getting the cow put off because we don't like the water. But the reality is sometimes something, some things just need dealing with. There's a problem. We're grubby. We're dirty. We've all done and said things that have divided us from God. We have gone our own way. And friends, there's a cost to all of this. Wandering off has a religious word. We call it sin. But in whatever way we've wandered off, it has an effect. It ends up sticking to us. It's like dirt. It's like cowpat. When we do and say things that we shouldn't do and say, it ends up stinking. It ends up fouling. There is absolutely no way my mum would let me this morning in her house wearing this grubby outfit. My mum would take one look at me and she'd say, there is no chance you're coming in the house. There's one particular time that I'd been out playing with my mates. We'd been on our bikes. We stunk. We were covered in dirt. We were slimy. She stood me in the back garden. And before she even let me come in the house, she took out the hose pipe. And she just hosed me down in the garden. Sometimes things just need dealing with. Did my mum hose me down because she hated me? Or did she hose me down because she wanted me back in the house? The resurrection, Jesus' death and resurrection didn't happen because he hated mankind, but because he wanted to invite us back into the family home. He wanted us in the home with him, but without doing that, we couldn't go in. So why doesn't God just ignore our sin? It's a good question. People say that. Why didn't God just ignore our sin and we can just get on with having a relationship with him? The problem is God can't. Sometimes when you've got cow pat all up your back and all in your hair, somebody has to do something about it. The same with our sin. Sometimes our sin stinks and there is nothing we can do, but our Father wants to do something about it. He can't ignore it because ignoring our sin would mean he has to ignore us. And does our Father want to ignore us? No. Why? Because we're his children. And he loves us. When your father in heaven sees you, he sees somebody beautifully made, covered in cow pat. And he looks at you and says, that isn't how I made you. And he wants to do something about it. So, I want to tell you another story. About a month ago, Becky and I were in bed. It was four o'clock in the morning. And somebody was on our doorstep at four in the morning pressing the doorbell over and over and over and over and over and over. It just kept going, didn't it? There was a bloke on our doorstep and he wanted our attention. And he was pressing the doorbell over and over. We ended up up in the middle of the night chatting to the guy through our kitchen window. Sometimes there are people who just disrupt our lives, aren't there? Uh, about November, October, November last time, I was in the back, uh, yeah, November last year, I was in the back garden, I was in my shed, and some bloke made his way, broke into our back garden, broke through the gate, made his way into the back garden, and started having a go at my shed. Luckily, I was inside, so when I opened the door, I was like, busted, caught you at it. Sometimes some people disrupt our lives, don't they? I was hearing about Ben Sen yesterday, who accidentally drove into the back of a police car. (laughs) 
Mate, I felt for you when that copper said to you yesterday, you drove into the back of my police car. It's like, wow. There's some things in our lives that just disrupt our lives. Friends, the death and resurrection of Jesus is a disruption to our lives because he wants to get the hose pipe out and deal with the cow pat. He wants to do something about the problem that we find ourselves in. We believe in a God who disrupts. We're busy doing our own thing, but God comes and disrupts us. Just a couple of lines from the Bible. I'm going to put them up on the screen. I just have to say, Isaac was absolutely frozen, and it served him right. We'd warned him. Romans 3.28 says this. All have, what does it say? Sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's not one of us that hasn't fallen short. There's not one of us that isn't covered in muck. We're dirty. We're grimy. We're covered in it. And it's our own fault. We can't blame somebody else. It's our sin. It's our muck. We've fallen short. We're covered in dirt. And we have to take ownership for it. All have fallen short. Not, not everybody but the vicar. The vicar's all right, but everybody else. All of us, we have all fallen short. I don't care who you are, we have all fallen short of the glory of God. And then in Ephesians 1.7 it says this, In Jesus we have forgiveness through his blood and forgiveness of our sins in, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Because of God's grace, because of his love, there's something new that is possible. We're covered in muck. But because of Jesus' death and resurrection, our sin is dead and we have new life. Which means we don't wear these old garments anymore. Dan, can you help me? It's a little bit smaller than I imagined. Right underneath the surface is our new self. God is in the business of taking off those old garments. And he puts new garments on us. In fact, we're told in the Bible that they're called garments of praise. Friends, Benny Hinn is in the house. Come and I heal you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Friends, we have new garments. We're robed in something new. Why? Not because you've tried hard and you've made yourself clean or your mum used Ariel. Seriously, some dirt just doesn't want to come out in the wash. But with Jesus, it, oh, Jesus, it sounded like a Pentecostal then. We're given new clothes, we're given new robes. We look different. Do you know what? We get these new robes, and some of us think, oh my gosh, I've got to keep them clean now. What do I have to do to keep them clean? I better pray hard. I better read the Bible a lot. I better go to church every Sunday. I better not let the vicar see me down at the pub. You know, we think we have to try and keep these clean. Holiness, friends, because that's what this now is. Holiness is not now you defending your wife. Keep away from me. Keep away. That isn't holiness. When Jesus transforms you, it's like you become a holy antiseptic in the world. And wherever you go in these new garments, you bring about change and transformation. The new garments that you're wearing are not garments to defend. They're garments to allow the world to be transformed by them. And whatever place you find yourself, these new garments bring change in your workplace and bring change in your homes and bring change in our streets. We as Christians here at All Hallows, 
We believe our job in the world is to disrupt the work of the devil. The evil one is at work, and our job is to be wholly antiseptic, disrupting the work of the devil in the world. The cross disrupts our sin, and the resurrection disrupts our death. Jesus comes to disrupt the work of the evil one. The resurrection disrupts cancer, divorce, addiction, grief, anger, whatever you can come up with. The resurrection disrupts it. God is in the business of disrupting the mess that we are in and doing something new. Because he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Friends, Jesus comes to disrupt our past. Whatever we have done, it is finished. When Jesus hung on the cross and he said, it is finished, he meant it. Our past is disrupted because it is finished. Jesus disrupts our present and realize, as we start to realize that we are somebody different and somebody new. And Jesus comes to disrupt our future with his faithfulness and hope. Your future does not need to be what it would have been without him. Your future is different because of him. Plus, you've got a nice snappy white suit to put on somewhere in the, in the, in the cupboard. Jesus wants to disrupt your future He has hopes and dreams for your future that you can't even imagine, but he can. We are a holy antiseptic in the world because of his death and resurrection. So, friends, is the resurrection important? It certainly is. It's not just Jesus' death on Good Friday that takes away our sin. The resurrection disrupts our death. Death has lost its sting, it says. Jesus has new victory. And that we have now got some eternal living to go on. There's a new place to be heading towards. And that eternal living doesn't start the day you get to some nice pearly gates. The eternal living starts today. We get to start living this new resurrection life today. 1 Corinthians, sorry, uh, Colossians 1.22. But now God has reconnected you by Christ's physical body through his death to present you holy in his sight without blemish, free from accusation. And then it says, oh, hang on, I'm going to skip past that. 1 Corinthians 15.54. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? This is the resurrection of Jesus. There's new life. There's a new garment to be put on. Are we willing to allow that to happen? I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray that God would help disrupt our lives. So I'm going to invite you just to close your eyes uh, for a moment. So we're going to pray. Jesus, would you disrupt our sin? Would you disrupt our dread? Our grief? Disrupt our cynicism? Would you disrupt our health problems? And would you disrupt our fears? Lord, would the resurrection disrupt all the things that bind us and hold us back? Father, we thank you that your son died for us because he saw the mess that we were in. And he rose again that we might have new life, a new garment to put on. And we pray gratitude and thanks And we pray that you would practice resurrection on our lives. And all the saints said, Amen.